0: Hello everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. We're at a time in our professional life when change is occurring at a faster pace. That's a result of the pandemic as well as other external factors. We have more questions than we do answers. I've been in conversations with leaders and professionals who are frustrated with silo thinking, silo working, and teams not being flexible or agile enough to make the needed shifts. And I find myself more agitated when I see it on our team. You know, it's caused me to reflect on the major role of executive leaders and how that role influences teams. It's caused me to reflect on how I advance my skills as the executive leader for our team. I ran across this quote the other day, and it just hit me in a very significant way. And I'm going to use this as a platform for our discussion today. And here's what it says. You know, you should swim farther to catch a bigger fish, but it is a lot easier to swim in your own pond and catch a bunch of smaller fish. So what does it mean when we're swimming for the bigger fish? What does that look like? I think it's helping us find the answer to the why and what so that we can move to the how. And so think about the skills then that we need as leaders and teams to perform the why and what. And as I thought about answering that question, it made me connect back to John Cotter's work on continuous change and really having to have great agility to manage through consistent and continuous change. And I think about what it means for the executive leader and the executive team, and it means that. A skill that we must have is to set great vision and strategic direction. That's always been important, but I think it's more important than ever. So do we do that well as executives? I think we have to find the cross-boundary leads. Those are the early adopters and high performers who just naturally work across boundaries and break down silos. How do we leverage them to do that more and help others and lead? In our teams, our teams, a major skill set has to be in almost every team, data collection, analysis, and reporting. And what that means for our leadership team is in building skills on critical questioning, synthesizing, and prioritizing so that we can, as leaders, make the best decisions as we look at the data that come from our teams. I read an article from the Harvard Business Review called Cross-Silo Leadership. The authors ask us to think about our own relationship at work, the people we report to and those who report to us. They ask us to consider the people in other functions and units whose work touches ours in some way. And in that article, they reported on the findings to two questions that they ask. First, they ask, which relationships get prioritized in our day-to-day jobs? And the finding was that vertical relationships get prioritized. And then they asked which relationships are most important for creating customer value. And the finding was horizontal relationships are the most important. Connected to that, uh, another research finding from Harvard's study, a Harvard study, is Heidi Gardner, who found that firms with more cross-boundary collaboration achieve greater customer loyalty and higher margins. And I know that's in the business world, but those are two extremely significant outcomes for businesses to stay in business. So how do we translate that into our own professions? And if we're educators, how do we think about this finding and how it translates to educational outcomes? And how do those horizontal relationships play a part? What's our typical solution been? It's been to change the organizational structure, the hierarchical chart, And to keep it in a hierarchy, but to maybe move people under different boxes and maybe change the names of different boxes or reorganize the boxes in the org chart. But they were always looking at that hierarchical structure. So I've really, in the last couple of years, resisted continuing to show the structure to our team. And sometimes our team, in the, not as much as now as they used to, really wants, they want to see the organizational chart. And I think that's common for most anyone. And so I have to ask myself, why do people working in the organization want to see the organizational chart? It's because that chart has been front and center on letting people know who has the power and authority and how people stack up and who's reporting to who and how do I move up in that org chart? And I don't believe that's the way we're going to move up and advance in the future. I think we're going to advance when we know how to break silos and cross boundaries. And that's the better solution is building teams to work with agility across those boundaries. That's changing the landscape of how we as leaders have to help our teams. So I want to spend a little bit of time on this episode providing three high-level tips. First, As leaders, we have to be role models for building and applying skills to cross boundaries, to move out of silos. To do that, we ourselves have to shift out of silo thinking and actions and be that model in showing how that is done. We lead using the skills needed to cross boundaries, to catch the big fish, having that vision, communicating it well, and setting the strategic direction. We favor agility over rigidity, which does not mean in any way lowering expectation. It means having even higher ones, never being satisfied, always knowing we can get better. The second temp is we want to find those cross-boundary leads. As, as I mentioned, some people are naturally worked this way. Let's leverage their talents here. And some people's jobs depend on it. So let's put the right people with the right skills in those jobs and in the future, Let's hire for these skills. I believe that successful employees are going to have to have these skills. So let's hire for people with these skills. And the third tip, it's to train people to gain the skills needed to cross the boundaries. We have teams who are working with us as leaders. Let's help them gain these skills. Let's talk about a, several ways that we can do that. We train people on how to be curious by asking questions rather than offering solutions when we're connecting with each other across boundaries. What do we ask? We, we teach them how to ask, what do you think? Why? What if? How might we do that better? Here's what I think. I heard, did I miss anything? And as we train people to gain skills needed to cross boundaries, we could modify our meeting structures. We could create communication and meeting structures aligned to questioning rather than telling. We can shift some of our meeting agendas to workshop formats, which allow us to do those things more naturally and to be highly engaged. And as we train people to gain skills needed to cross boundaries, we create structured professional development opportunities for people to practice because this is not something that we've done naturally over time. We help them create a growth mindset expectation that questions must be driven by genuine interest in understanding another's view. And genuine interest comes from knowing how to ask good questions and just as important how to listen by asking more questions. So, what gets in the way of breaking silos and building cross boundary teams who work with agility? Executive leaders who tend to play it safe and fail to lay out an organizational vision can get in the way. Leaders who lead and work in silos because it's where they're comfortable. And sometimes these can be high performers get in the way. And so, we have to help people work through that discomfort to get to the other side and expect them to be uncomfortable to get better. And employees who come to work and only want to focus on their task and are unwilling to see a bigger picture get in the way of breaking silos and building cross-boundary teams. In future podcast episodes, we'll spend more time on the skills leaders and teams need and go deeper to learn how we can break down silos and work as agile teams. Today, I hope these tips have helped you rethink how to approach the way we work with each other and how important everyone is to contributing to the bottom line results. So I close with this. Breaking down silos is much more about leader behavior than employee behavior. When we develop and coach employees to work in cross-boundary teams with great agility, they become leaders in our organizations. As an executive leader, we know we are successful when everyone in our organization is leading. I believe building leadership skills aligned to those I referred to on breaking down silos and working across boundaries will be one of the most important jobs for executives to lead organizations to our new future. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.